Hi, folks. This is uh, Mike Callahan again. Welcome back. I'm going to give a shout out to Jeff Devereaux with uh, No Veteran Left Behind, along with uh, Sandy Lawrence, who uh, has written a book and, and captured the uh, information from a variety of veterans and their backgrounds and all. And I've had the opportunity to, to meet a couple of those folks electronically in the, in the virtual studio and blessed today to have the chance to talk with James Quilty. He uh, got out of the Army um, few, several years ago, a few years ago, and has been successful in uh, getting into the, his own business and uh, some, some great experiences that, that he's had. So invited him to come chat with us a little bit. So I'll shut up and let him talk. And maybe, uh, James, if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Mike, for having me uh, on this uh, video Zoom uh, event. And um, definitely, there's so many things that I actually want to, you know, convey to the audience. Uh, but first, a little bit about me. Um, originally, I was in, in construction. I did that for about 10 years. And I just got kind of a little tired of it. And I said, what can I do to improve myself? Well, ran into a recruiter. The opportunity opened up. I actually applied for a military police officer. There was no, you know, there was no uh, seats for that. But he said, um, hey, we have this great opportunity where you can do electronic intelligence and you have a clearance. A clearance. Wow, that's cool. Let's go do. Awesome. Sign me up. So that's what that's what transpired. Um, and they're rolling into the uh, Elin Sigint realm and uh, within the Army. And it was just an eye opener to multiple options from there on out. Um, I had the honor and privilege of working at the NSA uh, for several years, a uh, great uh, group of folks, um, and then kind of transitioned more into the IT side of the house. And overall, um, wasn't sure if that was the right mode for me, but I, I was always told by my uh, father that um, IT is where the money's at. So I, I chose to capitalize on that. Um, it's an amazing um, 20 years underneath my belt. Uh, and just working for multiple government agencies. So working for the Pentagon, working for the FBI, working for NSA, FAA, and now US SOCOM. It's been awesome. Um, with that said, um, transitioning from the military into that, into that role, uh, that was a little bit of a challenge for me. They really didn't have that transition point where you can write a resume, Here's some options uh, of how to capture what your current work is within the military, roll that into your resume, uh, who you need to network with and stuff like that. So I kind of learned a lot of things on my own. I also capitalized on working with some of my peers and said, you know, how did you write your resume? Where did you go from there? Um, who did you network with? Um, what events did you go to? What websites did you apply, uh, you know, to in order to, um, get the right opportunity. And so that's what I'm kind of here to, you know, discuss with everybody. I think this is a great uh, forum for this. Um, even though it was a bit, little bit of a challenge for me, I still got through it, you know, and you can too. There's so many more things now that uh, gives you that extra assistance. Um, with that said, let's uh, kind of roll back just a little bit and say that, you know, in 2000 over at Fort Meade, um, there, it was basically a, just a checklist to check out, so to speak, of, from your uh, military career and, and roll into your civilian career. Um, from, from there, um, you know, was there resume writing? Yes, there was, but it wasn't mandatory. It was an option. And from what I understood, based on everybody 
uh, everybody else's um, experience with it, they said, don't waste your time, we'll help you. And so with, so where I'm kind of going with that is there's two options for you. One, you can sit inside it, but is it really going to capitalize on what your current military career is and will they be able to roll that into experience within the real world? Okay, that's where you kind of go with your cheap peers because they already have that experience. They know how to roll it in there. So, James, you, you, you talk about two things. And at first, you know, obviously the, the whole idea of getting your resume taken care of and, and all. But, but what's the second thing that, uh, that you think is really important that people need to consider in this process? To be honest with you, I think it's really capitalizing on um, reaching out some, to some of your peers that have actually done the transition piece. Um, going to some of the classes may help. It may not. Leaning on some of your professional peers that have already done this transition, I think will absolutely help more because it will, it will provide multiple um, inputs, not just a class, right? Um, and it's based on their experience. Well, this is what to do. This is not, this is what not to do, right? So for example, um, in the in that resume writing class, it's really talking about um, how to build a one to two pager. Okay, well that doesn't work with the government side of the house. The government wants to see everything that you've accomplished. They want to see what programs you've written, what applications you you're using, what software you've used, what hardware have you installed, what cybersecurity, what PIA projects have you uh, managed. They they want a five pager with all your certs on it. What you're accomplished inside the military as well, like awards. So you have to really kind of take that into consideration. You have two formats and one is the government side, multiple pages, one is the commercial side, one or two pages. So if you're going after either of those um, uh, spaces, then you wanna reach out to your peers that have rotated into those spaces and get their input. This, that's huge. That's going to help you, I think, more than just sitting in a class writing a resume. That's really such a great, great point that you're making. That's, that's so important. Do the informational interviews. Get out and talk with peers. Talk with people that are in the industry, that are in the environment you're talking about, and get uh, specifics on, on and details about what works in that environment. And you're right. No one size fits all. You, you have to be open and realize there's two different formats. You're talking a resume is the one to two pages. A CV, curriculum VT, more is the five or six pages, much more detail. And some places need that. If you're if you're applying for a position uh, as a college professor or teaching, you're going to need that CV type too. So there are some environments where you got to you got to have that, and others where you got to have a hit me quick, uh, do it in. Absolutely. Great. That's that's really to advice for listeners. So what uh, when you made the transition? What obviously that whole learning about how to tell your story and, and the resumes. Are there other things that you experienced that you think you'd like to be sharing with with our audience? So uh, yeah, absolutely. Not just based on my experience, but um, in reviewing the the book that was written along with some of the video um, captures, there were some great points that were made. Um, you know, location. You know. You talk about a realtor and, you know, the number one thing is location, location, location. Well, that same principle is applied within stepping out of the military. What's the location? What does it look like? Is, are there opportunities for me? I had the, the, I had the perfect spot. I was at Fort Meade. DC is right there. DC is a huge hub for the IT, the project management, the, the, the DOD sector, stuff like that. So it, had a ton of opportunities that I could capitalize on, which was great. And I did. 
Um, the only th the only thing that I had from an experience aspect was the rotation from my military career, which was SIGINT and ELINT, and rotating into IT. I did not anticipate that. I was trying to go after the ELINT SIGINT, but there was an opportunity that opened up uh, don't, over at Department of State, uh, running cables, fiber, uh, Cat5 lines, stuff like that. And, uh, and it was a lead position. And they asked me to come on board. I'm, sure. And that's when that, you know, quick uh, memory happened from my you know, father saying, IT is the place to be. You know, and I always tried to push that away. Didn't want anything to do with IT. Let me go do my own thing. Well, I ended up in IT for 20 years. So transitioning into that, uh, if it's not exactly what you're looking for, it may be that right move, but you just don't know it. You may have to take that leap of faith, right? Yeah, and that's what I did. I took that leap of faith. You got you got to be open. You, you, you know, Absolutely. Don't, don't, don't uh, eliminate any any options. I mean, go after your passion. Go after what you want to. You think you want to be doing, but you know, uh, one of the things we talk about is think like an entrepreneur. And an entrepreneur is always scanning for opportunity. You haven't figured out what you're going to do. You're listening to. You're talking to people when opportunities present themselves, and if they feel good, you might want to check them out. Just be open to. to Possibly. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, just in this realm alone, the IT cybersecurity realm, I've rotated between three different um, components of it. You know, I've, I've done the project management, I've done the engineering architecting, and the cybersecurity side from a, a, um, a technical side and a, a policy side. Mm -hmm. So I, I've rotated between three different realms within just the IT space, you know, um, and be open to that. Because it's lucrative, it's a lot of opportunities, um, especially in cybersecurity now. There is actually a deficit in the um, cybersecurity realm because over the next, uh, I think, five years, and it's going to continue to grow that deficit. In other words, what I'm saying is there's going to be more job opportunities in the cyberspace than what qualified people are, uh, than the amount of qualified people there are. So you're going to have this huge, and what, is that, what does that transition to, or translate to? it actually translates to more money for the cybersecurity guy because there's a lack of them right. to fill all those spaces and gaps. What do you, you know, in, in project management, and we're doing a lot in terms of project management and people encouraging people to get certified in PMP or CAPM, or whatever certification you get plugged into PMI and mm -hmm. project management. In cybersecurity, are there specific, are there, is there uh, professional organizations that they could be reaching out to? How do I learn? How do I network? How do I get into that space and find out about or talk about with people any suggestions about um i mean there's a lot of different um options out there uh for one i um june cyber is my go-to um they're a cybersecurity uh group um that focuses on training for the military folks that are coming out so that's already a, a great op open door you know to hey help me help train me up i want to join in the cybersecurity space so June Cyber, I think it's junecybertached.com is where you can go for that. Um, and then obviously, if you're going to work in a DOD, both in the IT and cyber uh, security space, the number one cert certification you have to go get is Security Plus. And that's because it's a qualifier in order for you to work on the system. Okay. Well, that's okay. That's, that's you. So go get your Security Plus, then you can rotate into your, your CISM or your CISSP or whatever other um, cybersecurity certification that you'd like. Okay. That's really helpful. That's great. And so for folks that are interested in uh, exploring that path, it's, it's something for them to reach out. Absolutely. Good. Well, and I also... Go ahead. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Um, also, I mean, from an entrepreneur aspect, there's there's other options as well. Um, I didn't personally, I didn't jump in and and or I didn't have these at my um, disposal. What I ended up doing was I, I went and got my MBA. And that helped me kind of understand that that business um, mindset and what I needed to do in order to become an entrepreneur. But there's other help. There's other help that's out there now. Um, Bunker, Bunker Labs is a huge one, along with Action Zone and uh, Julo Strategy. Those three will help you um, strategically plan your goals, where you from from point A to point B, and and help you drive to get to that point B open your business and start growing. So I definitely um, an advocate of, of all three. I've actually sat in some of their classes just to see what it was like and what they actually offer. And I was very impressed with all three of those. That's great. That's really good. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, listen, um, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but are there any other uh, final thoughts you have or, or you know things that you want to be sure that... Uh, you let our, our audience know about in terms of suggestions, recommendations, things to watch out for. Uh, you've, you've given us some great advice and some, some good things to consider. My mind's just sitting here thinking about all the potential opportunities that I could explore if I was in the market for uh, opportunity right now. So this is really cool. Any other final thoughts that you have? Oh, absolutely. Um, don't give up. If that's your passion and you want to grow a business, don't give up. The minute you give up, you're almost at a breakthrough. Okay. That's, that's number one. Uh, number two, you're going to fail. It, it doesn't have to fail on a large scale. It could fail on a small scale within whatever direction you're going with your business. Learn from that. That is key. Modify the strategy a little bit. Tweak it. Do what you need to continue to progress. Okay. And I mean, bottom line, Thomas Edison said that there's no substitute for hard work. Well, guess what? Being an entrepreneur, there's hard work behind it. It doesn't come easy. Okay, that's some great, uh, great advice. And really, even if you're you're an entrepreneur, or even if part of what we're trying to help people do is think like an entrepreneur. So even if you're working for the government or working for a, a big company, if you're thinking like an entrepreneur, those tenants are uh, are very appropriate. You're going to fail. You're going to make some mistakes. You know, absolutely. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and, and keep uh, keep plugging. And also surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, because right. they're the ones that are going to help continue continue to grow your organization. You know, you can't do it all. You don't have all the answers. Bring in that group of folks that can collaborate, have the answers, have the strategy, have the focus, and move forward. Well, listen, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time, but also for sharing some really uh, insightful uh, ideas. Our audience enjoys listening to you and uh, taking taking the suggestion. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you having me on this event. It was great. This was awesome. Thank you. Have a great day and be safe. You too, sir. Thank you. Bye.